Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. So again, I am honored to be joined by two of um, like the Northwest Noggin's uh, co-founders and two PSU educators who have had a huge impact on not just my education, but on the education of a whole bunch of other folks over the years. Um, Bill and Jeff, would you two like to go ahead um, and just like introduce yourselves a bit, like name pronouns, your educational background and anything you wanna share about yourselves as persons? Sure, my name is Bill Kreiser. Um, I use he, him pronouns. I'm uh, like an instructor, a senior instructor, um, potentially soon to be an assistant professor of teaching uh, in the Department of Psychology. Um, And I also helped um, co-found along with my colleague here, Jeff Leake, uh, an arts integrated kind of neuroscience uh, outreach nonprofit called Northwest Noggin. And you can find us at nwnoggin.com dot org, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, Jeff and I teach a lot of interdisciplinary neuroscience um, courses. Um, and uh, these have proven to be exceptionally kind of popular, um, instructive, like kind of educational, informative, exciting, innovative. And we like to take, you know, what we are learning in laboratories and classrooms, you know, basically out on the road, like into K-12 classrooms and public schools, um, you know, correctional facilities, um, uh, houseless youth organizations. And we like to do all of this, you know, as completely as volunteers too. So this nonprofit, there's no paid staff, (laughs) there's no paid anyone. We are literally just like in it because we love learning about brains and talking with people uh, about what they already know and would want to know about brains. So thank you very much for inviting us today. I really am excited to talk about this. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm Jeff Leak, and uh, I, I use he, him pronouns. Uh, and um, uh, I actually am an artist, not a neuroscientist. I have a, a MFA from uh, UC Davis, a Master of Fine Arts. So, uh, but curiously, though, I also teach in the um, psychology department um, as well. Um, I also teach in university studies at uh, at PSU. Um, uh, but, uh, like Bill said, uh, we've been doing this art and neuroscience now for gosh, 10 years. So, um, in all sorts of capacities in the community and, uh, in the classroom at, at colleges, K through 12 schools. So, you know, everywhere we can. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't know, biased, but as a, as a, you know, a person that's gotten to be involved and like work uh, alongside y'all. It's it's so incredible to like see um, everything that you've like created and like put together. And I'm like so so grateful to like I don't know see that really like the, those like beautiful like community like outreach like exists out in the wild and not just like stuck here in like stuffy academia. You know, um, 
uh, it's it's really really like special and super cool we, we, love, um, we love the idea of actually going out places actually like that's one of our taglines is we go places because there are a lot of like institutions that have like um quote, quote, outreach programs, but really they're more in-reach programs. They actually bring, they try to bring folks from the community into their often very, you know, fancy sort of, you know, publicly funded spaces <laughs> or privately funded spaces. Um, and, you know, where people are intimidated and, you know, where the people who are supposedly doing the outreach are actually um, comfortable, you know, they're not being challenged or learning something new themselves. And we like to go places where we're like not you know, the experts actually. And so we have to like, listen to what people are interested in and what they already know about brains or what they are interested in learning more about. So um, that's, that's where we've had the most kind of fruitful kinds of conversations where we can sort of share our stories from labs and classrooms with, you know, um, you know, where they kind of apply in, you know, different community spaces. So I, I suppose like um, jumping into things, um, Bill, I think people can like assume like as a scientist that you got into neuroscience in a particular way. Um, but I think folks would like love to kind of like, you know, hear just how you got interested in neuroscience and found that passion. And then particularly for you too, like Jeff, like as, you know, mm -hmm. as an artist, that's something that not, I don't yeah. think a lot of folks would like immediately like assume like science and art um, is like a passion that'll come together, you know, um, like commonly, um, but I just, I would love to hear how the two of you like got interested in neuroscience on your own. Um, and then I, I guess like how y'all decided, um, you know, to make like noggins happen. Like why was that such an organic like pairing? Jeff, do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, uh, as far as how we got started, it, it, uh, Bill and I actually just met on the playground of our kids school so we we uh our kids went to school together and we we would uh uh meet after school and uh we just talked about doing this one summer and uh we ended up putting it together and went out uh, we we initially started doing some outreach at our kids school and um people just kept asking for it so we just kept we've just kept doing it for, <laughs> you know, 10 years now. So, um, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to me on a more, uh, I guess, fundamental level, you know, at, as an artist, um, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about, uh, you know, what makes us who we are, you know, what makes me who I am, what, how we interact with each other, you know, all of those, those sort of questions. And I think a lot of artists really do. Um, and I think, uh, you know, science, but neuroscience in particular is a, a really um, uh, another way of asking that same question. Uh, so I, I actually think, you know, there's a lot um, uh uh, in common between the, the practice of, of, uh, making art, um, you know, and, uh, also, uh, neuroscience, uh, uh, science in general. So, um, you know, I, I, um, I think, and the more we do it, the more we see that those things kind of can inform each other. So. No, I, I love that. And I, I definitely like, agree and I think it's it's so like beautiful and cool as like someone that comes from like a background of wanting to get into like 
therapeutic psychology kind of like clinical psychology right like that blend of neuroscience yeah. and art is like so there um and so yeah i i, I love that we all made that such a big part of it and that and then you jumped on the neuroscience train <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I, I got very much involved, um, actually more and more in art because of, um, you know, uh, collaborating with Jeff and with, you know, so many of our, uh, volunteers who are not only, um, often, you know, researching some aspect of the brain and behavior, for example, but also tend to be extraordinary artists. <laughs> they tend to be really interested in sort of inherently already in these different ways of kind of approaching who we are, you know, why we feel the way we do or why others act the way they, they do. So I think, um, uh, art um, helps us to kind of like um, think more creatively and innovatively about things. Um, it definitely helps, for example, and in, in we do outreach in classroom settings where um, students are so excited to do art, to make something um, and actually to sort of bring something that's relevant to, to themselves, you know, basically um, into the discussion, you know, about the brain and behavior. Um, but I got involved in neuroscience. Um, because I was also extremely interested in like, you know, who I was, why I felt that way I did, like, why, why did I act this way? <laughs> like, what was going on? Like, why would I get annoyed here? Why would I get excited here? Like, what was happening? And there's lots of people who will, you know, try to tell you why, you know, there's all sorts of organizations that have some kind of an answer and things like that. But uh, I thought ultimately, like, directly examining, like, like, what are we physically made of? Like, like what's going on, you know, inside our heads and inside our bodies here? Um, that makes, that was a, the most fruitful approach. Um, you know, there's definitely like some aspects of like structure, you know, determines function or at least gives you significant insight into how, you know, the structure is accomplishing what we're doing and, you know, making us who we are. Um, so I was really like powerfully attracted to those questions and thought this was sort of the best way to explore it. Mm. No, I, and I don't know, like talking about like, um, like the blending, like of art um, and, and neuroscience together and like how that's been like so purposeful within um, noggins. And I know too, um, as a shout out, the PSU has a new neuroscience minor. That's not just a neuroscience minor. It's an interdisciplinary neuroscience minor. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would love, I don't know, I've shouted uh, out several times in numerous episodes about like the importance of like interdisciplinary and collaborative work um, within the podcast. Um, but I would just would love to hear y'all's take about why it's so, um, why it was like so purposeful, like, you know, from the start of um, like noggins and um, in the, you know, the like community and y'all's like um, work and um, students work and getting the like interdisciplinary um, neuroscience minor to be interdisciplinary um, and why you two think that it's so important for science, neuroscience, like really any field um, to be like an interdisciplinary um, place. So what I want to say a few quick things about this, because when we were, um, first of all, the interdisciplinary neuroscience minor was pushed by students. Like students are absolutely excited about this kind of an approach and, and actually often uh, particularly and explicitly excited about the arts integrated aspect of like kind of neuroscience, both in terms of like um, uh, in, uh, bringing more people into neuroscience, like sort of um, like uh, fostering more creative ways of approaching neuroscience um, and also to just um, make things and, you know, participate in art practice as a value in itself, but also informed by our understanding of the brain. So um, 
it was funny because like from the university perspective when this was initially broached though they were like oh interdisciplinary neuroscience that's biology and psychology look two academic departments are going to talk to each other and you know <laughs> and like collaborate i'm like okay neuroscience is already biology and psychology that's 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 inherently part of it to begin with like what's more i think um fascinating creative innovative is the arts integration actually and what was interesting is um so if you're pursuing the minor in like biology for example the idea is you take a lot of classes outside of biology in psychology etc and the same is true if you're taking it you know from us as a psychology student but many of the classes that we already teach in psychology are arts integrated neuroscience classes so there is the, so the biology classes are just biology it, but most of the psychology contributions now are already interdisciplinary in in their own right <laughs> so and so we actually can like uh you can take more of our classes actually in some ways um because there's um there's actually more interdisciplinary particularly arts integration sort of built into every course jeff did you want to i don't know add to that but yeah well i mean uh you know i i just uh, i i think for for us too you know and i i've been doing you know, interdisciplinary work in uh, a number of different uh, realms too, but uh, but in particular, you know, with the with art and neuroscience, and I, it, it is just um, uh, the more you can sort of uh, uh, um, uh, connect all of that uh, um, learning you know, the sort of the, the broader, you know, your understanding is, you know, the more you can see, you know, how, what you're, you're learning, say, in, in, in neuroscience fits with the rest of the world. And, and um, so I, I think it really is worthwhile to, to, you know, explore these interdisciplinary models, not just here, but, you know, across the university. And it is, you know, I'm, I, I, one of the big things that we've found with these, with all of these institutions is that everybody kind of gets in their, their, you know, area and their silo and they just, and, and they build kind of mechanisms around that to sort of isolate themselves from everyone else. So, um, and it, it is really uh, actually difficult, you know, as much as people want it to actually do interdisciplinary work in these institutions, because they just don't have the, they, um, their the structure sort of, um, works against that in a way. So. Yeah, I remember um, at, um, at like WSU Vancouver, when we worked up in another institution, um, there was a call for interdisciplinary yeah. courses. And so we, we put through this, this, it was a, uh, like a statewide Washington State University committee, um, like the very first, you know, cross-disciplinary, yeah, cross-disciplinary art and science, you know, kind of um, course, which became the the perception class, you know, at Portland State University. Um, and they were, they, they just kept digging it because like initially, because they were like, okay, well, where's the neuroscience? Because they were thrown off so much, but it was a whole bunch of biologists. They were thrown off by like all that there was arts integration. And 
the syllabus was like the most detailed about every aspect of like physiology and every sensory and perceptual system. There was plenty of biology <laughs> and neuroscience in it, but it was, it took a long time, but we, we convinced them ultimately. And it was one of the most popular courses that they had. It brought in almost half of all new students into their neuroscience department at WCU Vancouver. So, but they still couldn't quite get it. Like, like the, the folks who were in charge there, they, they didn't, they were, didn't just, they didn't trust the art aspect. They didn't understand what that was about. They, they also uh, didn't fund the art pra- uh, part of it, which is also an issue to a large extent at Portland State. Like there's a, there's like lip service given to, um, you know, we want to have interdisciplinary courses, but you don't want, we don't want to actually pay for anybody to, to actually um, provide, you know, alternative perspectives. You know, because if, if, if these courses are in psychology, they're like, I mean, they're like, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, to fund it. They don't know how to support it. They love it, <laughs> but there's really no, you know, there's it no. Sort of a highlight for us though. I think some of the, some of the issues with, with, or some of the challenges with uh, um, doing that kind of work was that that was actually, we, they specifically asked for uh, these, um, uh, cross-disciplinary classes that they they wanted people to develop, you know, and and in the language in the the call they were asking for, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, arts inclusion in these. But then when we did that, then it didn't look like other things that they had uh, on offer, so they weren't sure what to do with it. So it really we really had to. Um, uh, I, I mean, it was a lot of work and a lot of meetings and a lot of explaining to them, you know, that, uh, um, you know, to get that off the ground. Um, um, and then when we came to PSU, we just did it. We didn't really ask anybody. So. <laughs> yep. I guess what we've learned is that it, it, a lot of these things, you just have to, you have to kind of um, just do them and then... <laughs> until people kind of get it so they notice you they're like oh why why are these classes like always full (laughs) they're like oh (laughs) Hmm." you just gotta like show institutions they don't they don't listen if you try and tell them things you know well Um, it's interesting because we jeff we got it so when we were at wsu too and we had done this class and like we were doing all this outreach and you know we weren't getting paid properly like all this stuff then all of a sudden like we get this um uh, email from the White House, and this is Barack Obama, who was like, um, you know, uh, they, it was like they said you're invited to, uh, as as two of 500 innovators that we've identified around the country to pres- to to hear from the president on innovation, whatever. So we went to these this thing called the Frontiers Conference, and it was really hard to explain. Like, okay, we just got invited. We're like supposedly these inter- like, what's going on here? And then like th- we finally got. I think it was Portland State that actually paid for us to go. Um, but you know, we paid some out of pocket and all that kind of stuff. But it was, we listened to the president. He told us, actually, it was really fascinating. First of all, he loved our pipe cleaner neurons, which I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> so, although we tried to give him one, we tried to give him a Perkinji salad because I was like, okay, like you have to get all of these inputs and you have to come out with one output and all that kind of stuff as the president. But the the, secure, the uh, secret service was like, nobody gives anything to the president. And I said, all right, no, 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 but they let me wear it. Um, but he, uh, he told us that, you know, institutions often start with a, like a powerful and admirable sort of mission, um, but then they build up a bureaucracy, and then all of a sudden, at some stage, um, 
they, they, the mission becomes the preservation of that bureaucracy. And that's definitely what we see, you know, have seen at every <laughs> major institution that we've worked at. <laughs> um, and really that's the just do it thing. Like just, I mean, you know, get back to the mission and, you know, don't ask for the, the some of the stuff is just ridiculous. So we've started to like, you know, get our own funding from other sources. We've started to sort of get our own support. Um, you know, we've gotten really creative and innovative by, kind of working around the institution <laughs> to serve, you know, to serve our students, um, you know, and do something, do something positive and, you know, serve a good mission. So. Yeah. I think too, like I, that works so well in like, like the siloing <clears throat> that you talked about Jeff, right? Like we have these like labels of like our fields of yeah. like, there's like psychology and there's art and then there's like women's studies over there and sociology and public health. And it's like, they're all they're they you know you specialize in like the languages of those fields but they're all interconnected it's all it's it's you know nothing exists the environment does not exist in a bubble our like knowledge all intersects in different ways um i think like the way of like going about um right like th that it's like the work that y'all do is like volunteer based and it's like community driven you look for like um you know, funding in different places really helps to like bring, bring that together and bring different minds um, into the work too, which makes it really special. Because yeah. when you remember, like when we went to Astoria and like Seaside and stuff like that, I mean, like basically that was like a, a whole, you know, week that was funded by a local community that was excited mm. you know, to welcome us and that we were excited to, you know, share real brains and you know make art with and stuff like that so that was like we stayed you know at the bed and breakfast that gave us that you know uh those the housing for free with a fort george like gave us food and like you know, it was a pretty extraordinary kind of experience so well i know too like y'all have like planted seeds and like you know cultivated us like students um and like like helped us in like our pursuits of like knowledge and stuff and i and i know just from like the classes that i've taken that you have like students you know, there's folks like elsewhere around like Oregon and around the country that are like doing things that you're like, okay, we can call on you, we can pull you in like that, that really like community, you know, not just like community, like outreach, but community building too is like, I don't know. I, I love, I love seeing it. It's super, it's super awesome. We're, we're Northwest Noggin, right? Uh, neuroscience outreach group growing in networks. <laughs> and that's, that's, that is actually really true because we're going to go, you know, right, Jeff, back to the Villa Grand where mm -hmm. one of our past, um, you know, volunteers, Jordan Ray is, you know, ended up because of that outreach in Eastern Oregon, ended up um, going to university there and now teaches in the public schools there. So yeah, I do feel like there's been like this really kind of cool, like alumni, alumni, <laughs> not an alumni network <laughs> that keeps growing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's kind of amazing. We've been working with, um, you know, some of the same people for, for 10 years and people keep coming back and we've, we've seen them through a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a, a question. We've been like, you know, talking about how well like art like pairs with just like neuroscience but I would argue just education in general I, I feel like y'all would probably agree with that too oh, yeah. um I would love to hear y'all get into like the specific like nitty-gritty of like why so if anyone's like curious of like yeah we hear you you're saying that like art goes well with this but like 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 why is there like a reason why it goes so well is it like <clears throat> like neuroscience specific reasons we could talk about are there like 
like processing, um, like, like, I wish I also is like neuroscience connected, um, but like reasons, <laughs> but do y'all have, have your, your whys um, that art and neuroscience um, and education just belong together? Right. Well, well, I, I mean, I think for for one, you know, what we we sort of, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, come to understand is that art is a really uh, fundamental way for us to learn. Um, you know, it it is. Um, I I think it. Um, there's something really uh, kind of important about um, being able to. Um, uh, approach a problem or, or a, um, uh, or a concept in a, in a way that doesn't require necessarily one right answer. And so, you know, people can actually explore what that concept is. They can bring kind of their own experiences to bear in, in, in approaching that. Um, and, uh, um, and, um, it, uh, it's, it also, I mean, it allows for a, a, a sort of multitude of approaches, you know, so, uh, um, uh, and it's really kind of uh, nice too, because, you know, you, you start to see, you know, when, when every, but it gets together and, and uh, you see a lot of different approaches to the same um, sort of uh, concept to the same thing that we're ta talking about um, uh, that, you know, everybody else sees what, uh, what is happening like over here is different than what I'm doing. And so you, you get a much broader kind of um, uh, uh, kind of thought about like what's, what it is that we're, we're looking at, you know, um, and, and also, you know, um, one of the things that's become more important to us is that, um, uh, you know, there's a real kind of uh, personal relevance that comes with approaching things through artwork. Um, it, and um, I, I think, you know, especially for, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, um, a lot of the younger kids we work with, but also, um, uh you know, adults and, 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 you know, people of, uh, uh, kind of all level at all levels, you know, um, uh, being able to kind of put something of yourself into that learning, you know, I, I think it makes a big difference to, to a lot of people, you know, that's, uh, you know, um, that they can, you know, say something about themselves as well as, uh, you know, um, well, they're, you know, exploring these, these, um, subjects so, yeah it just is i think it, <clears throat> it um, dramatically sort of increases the accessibility mm -hmm. of what we're presenting and doing like um i always love it because when jeff always introduces himself in a classroom like we have all these folks i'm you know i'm studying this i'm studying that i'm saying and there's all neuroscience related and then jeff's like i'm not a neuroscientist but i'm an artist and then the kids are like ooh, ooh i love art i mean there's like a lot of folks that are really excited to do this and then also we have gone you know we go primarily to um, schools where there are students that are not typically overrepresented in science to the extent like so we're not going to like we're <laughs> the OMSI summer camp Saturday Academy kind of thing but it's like so um, what's interesting is um, 
we are often, we're sometimes told like, oh, there's like a lot of behavior issues. We've had all these issues here, you know, et cetera. When we're, we're making things and doing art, it's like kind of amazing how everybody is participating. I mean, like you get very few who are not like, like part of that experience that are not participating. And it's also very interesting too, because sometimes people may not look like they're participating, but then they'll ask an incredible question or they will make this incredible brain cell that'll surprise often their teacher, you know, and others in the class. So, I mean, um, there's something about, um, you know, uh, valuing other approaches, <laughs> you know, it's sort of uh, like, um, you know, one of the things that Jeff and I have been thinking about a lot is remember there's that overfitted brain hypothesis, right? Yeah. So it's like, kind of like, if you're like, if this is from AI, but like how, if you train a network, you know, like, you know, uh, AI, like computer generated neuron connections, et cetera, but like you train it on a set of different, you know, kinds of inputs with and expect certain outputs, et cetera, it can become sort of almost too fitted to the to the specific inputs that it consistently gets. I think of this is like very much like an institution gets the same inputs. <laughs> and then, but by actually like um, adding in some noise or something unexpected or something different, or for example, making something, you know, having to think metaphorically and like draw in different you know, ideas that were not part of the original data set, right? Or um, by going somewhere where you're not getting the same kinds of inputs that you always get. Like you're not, it's not the same people, it's different. It's a different environment. Um, that really helps us, I think, think much more flexibly and like, um, and more innovatively about issues and, and, and ideas. You know, it's also, I think it's fascinating how we often have um, like researchers who are, you know, studying like drugs in the brain or something like that, but they're not actually out in community spaces where that knowledge could be really useful, <laughs> where they could actually see people and like ask about their experiences and make those sorts of, you know, uh, connections between, you know, the laboratory and the real and the world. So um, yeah, we, we love all this kind of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for, for me, <clears throat> to like like the the like the empowerment aspect that can come from being able to like have like the language um and like being able to like share um experiences like both community and like individuals um that comes out of that I think is like also super super like beautiful to see um right like give folks the tools and the knowledge to create and they you know they'll tell you and create for you like really beautiful beautiful incredible amazing things so yeah 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 um we've like I feel like danced around it a lot and I know it got brought up at like the very beginning of the podcast too yeah. around how like you know PSU in particular um and also like a lot of other universities you know talk about the importance of outreach and the like, community-based learning opportunities um and I know that's involved in quite a few like degree pathways as well particularly for undergrads um but like why why do y'all feel it's so important to have outreach included um, like in education? Like why, why don't we just like sit and talk about stuff all day? Um, why, I, I mean, we've definitely hinted at it throughout, but. Yeah, well, I, okay. so, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think in, in, uh, in, in large part it's, you know, because what, what we, do what we're learning about what uh you know uh, what the institution is a, as a whole you know it has a 
it it has a broader value in the community or, or or it should have a broader value in the community not just in within itself or uh you know and you know the same with the uh, you know even even or people doing research or 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 teaching or the students who are who are learning about um you know whatever they're they're learning about you know uh, that has uh, uh, value within your own community. So, you know, I, I think it's important to actually make that connection and, and uh, um, you know, uh, be a part of your community and not some separate entity, you know. So. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I mean, at least I feel like at least Portland State has the right slogan, right? Let knowledge serve. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And so and so I think I'm, that's hopeful, actually, because there are other institutions that we've worked at that were much more insular, you know, that would have their slogan would be all around, you know, um, what was it? Cougar pride, right? But at the same time, I think, um, you know, uh, it's one thing to sort of talk about that, but it is another thing to kind of support it. Um, you know, part of it is if you're an educator, um, as opposed to just like a tenured sort of research faculty, uh, which is like where a lot of the, you know, those, the resources of the institution go to, um, you know, the, as an educator, I, I feel like outreach is just a component of being an educator, but part of it is you need them to have an actual position, you know, where you are, you are kind of safe and like you teach and like get compensated for your teaching and things like that and can do that. Then then it's, then it's not a big deal. Then, I mean, even though it it's technically volunteer and they technically don't recognize or see or do anything about it. Um, it's just part of the job and I love it. And it's the one thing I would never want to do differently, but, you know, for example, like the uh, interdisciplinary, you know, contributor here, like you know, significant interdisciplinary contributor, Jeff doesn't have, you know, that kind of security or position or compensation and stuff like that. So um, I just wish there were a different kind of um, structural response from the institution that could help to support that. Because I, you know, um, it's just complicated. I mean, I, you know, but, um, but we want to make this, we would love interdisciplinary neuroscience and this kind of outreach. You know, we've done it 10 years, obviously, but to be, you know, sustainable um, and also, um, I don't know, um, supported, you know, in, in a, a more significant way, but yeah. Does that make sense? Jeff? I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it does. And I, I think it is, you know, those are, those are structural problems, you know, with, with, uh, you know, that's, that's again, you know, another kind of institutional uh, kind of artifact. And, but, um, but I do think, you know, eat, uh, um, you know, even with all those challenges, you know, it is um, one of the things that I, I think we see. And one of the, the one reasons I think we we always have so many volunteers and, and people who are interested in, in that is that, you know, I, there's just something really valuable about, um, uh, um, you know, uh, being able to, you know, um, take these things that you've been working with that you've been learning about and, um, and just have discussions with the community about, you know, um, uh, you know, where that all intersects, you know, and it, so it, I mean, it, it I think it gives uh, kind of a lot of purpose and value to kind of what, you know, what's happening at the institution, you know, beyond just like, uh, you know, uh, 
beyond just um, that spe- specific field. You know. And also to do it in, an, in, in sort of a multi-generational, you know, um, multidisciplinary kind of environment. Like you, you have like, um, you know, we're, we're in like K-12 classrooms with undergraduates and graduate students. Um, so, and, and yeah, and you're, and that, you know, you're talking about what you're interested in and you're seeing, you're listening to the questions that are being asked in a classroom. Um, and then you're like seeing, oh, wait, I know something. I actually, I could maybe contribute something here. Like you're like, and then, oh, I, I didn't know that, but this person over here just like really helped to, you know, illuminate some aspect that I was unclear about. So, I mean, it's just a great learning experience and all of our folks, Jeff, I mean, and actually I, I should ask you, Quinn too, like when you're, when you leave these places, right. It's like, I just feel like, like, it's like you're on a high for the rest of the week or something. It's like a great experience. I mean, we have like, I feel like you've, um, you've contributed something, you've learned something, you've listened, you know more about your community. Like, I love the idea that when we go around Portland or go around like the Northwest and stuff like that, when I, I, you, you go by a school or you go by this, I, like, I know what's inside there. You know, I've been there. I, you know, I've listened to the folks who attend there. Like it's a, actually, it's a really amazing kind of experience. You have a deeper connection to your community. Yeah, <clears throat> I think too, right? Like the, the knowledge serving the city, like city is such like a broad, ambiguous like word. Yeah. Like in like those moments of like, there's faces, like there's a kid that like you talk to like this one time that asked this incredible question that like, I get that two-way learning of like, I never would have thought to ask that question, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to research the heck out of it and like, see if I can find something, you know, it's, yes, it's, <laughs> it, it makes it like so much more real, um, and, and like deep, like the learning goes so much deeper than just like, like talking about it in a classroom. Cause like in a classroom, it's all boxed away. It's like in this one moment, but when you're like out in community, it's like, no, like it's everywhere. I don't know. That's the, the thing y'all start, I don't know, you, you hang out with like noggins for any amount of time and you just start seeing like neurons and <laughs> brain structures yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so, like, the other like little. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, um, was there like a moment for either of you two where you like discovered like your passion for outreach? Is there like something that like, like stands out to you or is it just like always been something that you loved? My mom was a, was a, actually a storyteller. So she had like uh, this library of like, um, like tales from all over the world. And so then she would always tell us stories and she'd go to libraries and schools and tell stories and things like that. So, I mean, I, there's something I, I've just always liked going places and, I like, I, I like that sense of like, um, like neat, like I'm curious about what other people's perceptions are or experiences are. So I, 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 and like what they might think about, like some of the stories that I've got, I, you know, I, we were talking about this before, but like, um, like, I feel like we're all these networks of neurons, right. And glia that are, um, you know, privy to like limited inputs to some extent. And, you know, um, trained in certain sorts of behaviors and biases, right? Because of the experiences that we've had, that means that everybody else is, you know, remarkably unique and has extraordinary insights and experiences and, you know, stories to share as well. So, I mean, it, it just makes sense to like, kind of like uh, to sort of widen your experience, right. And to see where you might contribute and help. And like, I think that's a really powerful driver. I think of a lot of what we do Um and, and also like um, the students, you guys are amazing. <laughs> like, it just is amazing to watch. Like, uh, like as people are like, wait, I'm going to go into like a class of fourth graders. Are you kidding me? Like I just like, there's all this anxiety, et cetera. Uh, and then, 
like it, they have the most incredible experience and then they come back again and again and they i mean it just builds confidence they they actually uh, get to demonstrate their skills in spaces where you know they may ultimately be working um you know we've had uh, like some teachers that say can we hire these people <laughs> like you can do whatever you want of course you got to you got to ask them but like i mean that so it really is a great way to connect our students um and just watch them you know, sort of grow in these circumstances and, and situations, develop confidence and actually get jobs, you know, and get and find out where they can contribute. Um, it's really powerful. So, yeah, and I, I think that that is, you know, for me too. you know, that that um, uh, aspect of really kind of um, uh, communicating with the, you know, uh, your community with people with all, all of the people that there's there is it's almost more of an open conversation really than it is, you know, we're telling you about what we know or something. So, you know, there's, it's, um, so I, I think that it in particular for me has always been really kind of powerful that, that, um, that we're getting, we're learning as much from, from, you know, them as they are from us. So. Definitely. <laughs> So, um, so again, thank you all so much for making the time to like be here and like chat about stuff. I super, super appreciate it. I'm like so excited that I'm going to like make this like the big grand finale <laughs> project of my time with what um, I, I hope that folks have been inspired and, and like interested um, with this episode. And if so, um, if there's listeners out there um, that want to get involved, um, with Northwest Noggin. Um, the links will be in the description below as always, but is there, like, how would someone go about getting involved in one of these events? So if you go to our website, nwnoggin.org, we have a, an event calendar that just says events. And if you click on that, you can sort of see what's coming up. And then if you click on the individual events on the different dates, um, there will be opportunities and instructions on how to get involved if you'd like to join us. Um, we also, um, every time we go someplace, we write up a post and actually oftentimes our, um, the students who are contributing will write up a post or contribute to a post. Um, where we have images and we have like the questions that kids asked and we have like um, <clears throat> all the research links, you know, that we, that we sort of, um, you know, presented in terms of that's where we got the information and things like that. So if you, you can get a sense of what it is that we do on these visits by going to that, what's called noggin blogin, there's like a heading across the, the webpage there too. So. Awesome. Um, as well as um, the, just again, want to give a shout out to the interdisciplinary neuroscience minor. Um, like, please, please, please check that out, folks. Um, outreach is a part of that. Um, so there's cool things that you can do um, through there. And I think too, that there's rumblings of we might try and make this something more in the future of um, a major perhaps. Well, um, there is very early stages, but yeah, we haven't even really broached it yet. But like at the at the departmental level, yeah, they're kind of like that would be pretty cool. So, and you know, yeah. other institutions have expressed interest, so that's good. <laughs> yes. So, students out there listening, listeners, um, get involved, start pestering folks. We need to make this happen. Um, <laughs> um, I again, just like so much thanks. Is there um, anything else that either of you two would like to highlight or shout out any like projects or resources or 
whatever you would like to share, the floor is yours. Well, I'm just going to mention really quick, and then um, Jeff, you should mention Chile, but um, this summer in, um, uh, like, I believe it's mid-July to mid-August, we're going to be teaching uh, on, fully online. It'll be a, a kind of a Canvas-based um, uh, four-week version of the perception course. So if you want to make art and learn about brains and sensory perceptual systems, please let us know. It'll be on the schedule. Uh, it's like uh, 347. Yeah, and, I, and we are also, it, this is a little ways out in uh, summer of uh, 2023, we are um, uh, planning a uh, 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 art and neuroscience class in uh, Valparaiso, uh, Chile. So um, there will be more information on that pretty soon, uh, but we're really excited to get that off the ground. So um, also, yeah, check that out and uh, yeah, we'd love we'd love anybody uh, to join us there. So Balpo is home, of course, right, Jeff, to the, uh, the the giant squid, right, or the humble squid, which has a giant axon, uh, where a lot of you know work on you know action potentials and resting potentials, how neurons carry electrical messages, were actually worked out, and an extraordinary tradition of art and mural art all over the city. So it would be an extraordinary place to actually, I think. Um, study of the brain and make art. <laughs> I'll definitely include the link to um, the write-up y'all have on the Humboldt squid and like the neural oh, action potentials. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite. Oh, it's, cool. such like a, it's like a, it's such a weird thing. Like you never would have thought like squids would have such a huge impact on like neuroscience <laughs> and our understanding <laughs> of the brain. But like, it's, it's just, it's an incredible story. Y'all should absolutely check it out in the description. Um, and I want to highlight too and, and say, as someone that has taken the perception class from both of you, it is like by far probably the most incredible class that I have taken in my time at PSU. Um, and I was um, just like, I don't know, it like revived like the passion of like learning in me. Um, and so I was like, so like, like grateful for what y'all have created. And like, Jeff, I wish I could just like borrow you and like make you give tours of like the art museum all of the time. Cause like yes. your like knowledge and explanation is like, so incredible and as someone who is like not super artistic myself I was like oh my gosh this is so cool so yeah. like <laughs> genuinely listeners like check out the perception class and and thank you too for like putting in like the time and the work um to help make stuff like this possible because it, it has it genuinely has such an impact um on the students and and we get so much out of it and so so thank y'all <laughs> thank you um, yeah, yeah. Great. I appreciate this oh. awesome well with all of that said, um, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, and I hope y'all have a good rest of your week and um, like take care to y'all and take care to the listeners. Thank you, Quinn. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. Oh. 
If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.